let the funniest things actually get recorded rather than before and after. <laughs> As usual. As usual, yeah. Because we're recording. So we, oh, were, no. we were talking about, yeah, John, John is, we're going to tell you, John's a little dizzy today, and we're going to tell you why here in just a few minutes. What? But we were talking about, before we got on here, we were going to start, uh, we're going to start with Bill's rental vehicle. So for some reason, he has uh, his car in the shop, and he asked the enterprise rental person to give him the, uh, not the strangest, what did he, what did he, how did he, he say it? He said the quirkiest, most unique the quirkiest car. Ride? The quirkiest, that's the word. The quirkiest car that you can possibly uh, rent me, and uh, and the guy didn't disappoint. So he he rented a two thousand. What do you say, twenty two or twenty three Mitsubishi? Well, let me Mirage. just open it so I can see a twenty two Mitsubishi and, Mirage, and it's a like a I, I it's I don't know. It's a roller skate on wheels. It pretty that's a good an accurate description. Uh, roller skate on wheel. It it looks like a very European car. Uh, my wife once a long time ago had, they were only out for a very short time. And there's still several on the road. And I, I love the car. It was a, uh, uh, not a Mitsubishi, it was a Nissan um, Versa Note. Oh, and it looked notes, very similar yeah. to yeah. that. It's a little bitty hatchback. Yeah. It's four doors, but it's a little bitty hatchback. And uh, I mean, it's cute. It, it looks like something you could drive around Europe very mm-hmm. easily and not have a problem. But it does not look like a very good American style call so talk talk about that for a minute in his his infinite wisdom oh no no i i'll i'll do that in a second before we get Uh, to his infinite wisdom yes my infinite wisdom let's put that on hold (laughs) like we normally do um uh, talk about europe european driving just a little bit because i don't think especially people obviously who haven't been there they don't understand okay why the small cars why not the big cars why are electric vehicles so much more popular there um, than the than they are here percentage wise. That's a that's a really good question. I'm going to let you talk about that because you've actually been to Europe where I have not. Well, you know so that it's a European car. Well, I it is a European car, and and the reason a lot of the reason the rationale behind uh, European cars is one they don't need as much space both in the car itself and on the road because the roads are much smaller, the communities mm. are much smaller. You know they they were the streets weren't as wide and they didn't do what we do and just tear out a whole bunch of crap and then put in wider roads because why, you know, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, they're very historical. We're talking here in the United States. I think our oldest structure, maybe getting up to 200, maybe 300 years old, Mm -hmm. maybe not even that much, but that's our oldest, but there you're talking about in certain parts, thousands of years old. So you're not going to tear that out to to expand the road. You talked about um, roads there, though. I think I think you mentioned it um, some time ago. The autobahn is—I uh, mean, it's like yeah. four feet thick, and so uh, they don't yes. need to replace them like they do here. And, and as you said, some of the older ones, the cobblestone streets. There's a funny, uh, a funny joke about two nuns riding bicycles that I'll tell you someday offline. Uh, two two nuns riding bicycles on a cobblestone street. Uh, one of the nuns looked at the other one and said, "Wow, I don't I don't come this way often." And she said, "It's the cobblestones." Um, so the uh, <laughs> the cobblestone streets um, make 
they're older and you're right. No car is going to ride nicely. Maybe a, you know, a long wheelbase Mercedes or something. Right. But they're usually narrow between buildings. And I mean, there aren't sidewalks or anything in a lot of the places. So the smaller cars are de rigueur, right. as it were. So, um, but yeah, that's a, and that's an important point, I think, about some of them. But so talk, if you would, if you recall about the Autobahn. What's the difference? Why can't we make our interstates last as long as theirs do? Because they have winter and they have, you know, all sorts of uh, uh, issues with their weather and, and potholes and oh, I'm but not like we do. Sure. I'm sure. And, and I, part of the reason they don't have potholes is because what you had said earlier, they put more into the construction of the roads when they make them. I think that's a big thing to do with it. But honestly, I'm, I'm stopping short on that with that. I'm going to say i don't know why they last longer it's probably uh, for a, a bunch of different reasons and it could be also because they don't drive nearly as much as we do they don't drive heavy vehicles like we do um you know they're, they're you name it we could probably associate it to why their roads might last a lot longer than ours they uh, do have when we're talking about the excuse me the autobahn but mm -hmm. uh, you know i i don't mm -hmm. know again i i'm I'm not a structural engineer. I kind of wish I was, but oh, you're I not. Was afraid of math when I was in school. No, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm like no. five years away from being a structural engineer, so I'm thinking. Yeah, well, I'm closer to being a lawyer direction. than I am to being a, a structural engineer. <laughs> yes, you are. Well, I mean, I, you think about it, and they do have as big trucks, if not bigger trucks, which is ridiculous on some of the mountain roads. Uh, you know that they would have vehicles mm -hmm. like that, so they have them, just not. Uh, not the number that we have, obviously. I mean, Europe is much smaller as a whole than the U.S. is. So uh, there definitely is some of that. And less traffic, sure, per capita, it might be similar, but it's, uh, it's, it's certainly less in general. But I think a lot of it is they have, uh, we have something called planned obsolescence with a lot of our, our roads. And I, I think that's a, an out, with a um, lot of pretty much everything. Well, it's it's true, and but they assume that that's going to happen, that that needs to happen at a certain time period so they can plan for future construction projects. And uh, there's just something to be said for that, that uh, um, it's a little different there when they put something together. I'm not saying it's better. A lot of people, oh, Europe, they're so much better. Well, then go there, move there, enjoy it. But uh, right. honestly... That, that's uh, that's one of the things I, I think that makes a difference. But if you've ever driven there, we were in a tour bus and they're narrower than tour, tour buses here. Um, and if you're in mountain roads, you understand why they're narrower. Uh, but it's amazing. Some of the, I mean, we met, this driver was, uh, I believe was German. And uh, we met on a two lane road. Maybe it's a two lane road. Met this great big tractor trailer contraption and there were and i'm not exaggerating two inches on either side of the bus when we pass this tractor trailer one side is the mountain uh, on our side happily on his side was a cliff and no guardrails or anything <laughs> it was two inches between us and the mountain and probably that uh, oh, wow. between him and the cliff yeah pretty pretty amazing so speaking of cliffs and things like that, uh, you know, last week we talked on the podcast about taking the doors off of the Jeep. And so yes. they have been off and they've been off for quite a while now. And I took Jen and Peyton for, for separate rides. And we, you know, we've been tooling around and 
And I heard Jen talking to someone on the phone. I think it was her mom. And she was saying how kind of freaky it was without the doors whenever I would get close to the side. Because we, we're not mountainous per se here, but we have a lot of rolling hills in this part of Middle Tennessee. And so there are cliffs, um, you know, or at least sides of the roads that go straight down for quite a bit, uh, like a cliff. And, uh, and <laughs> I was getting close to the side of the road and she was looking off, you know, down into the this ravine. And, and it freaked her out. Uh, and I just, I don't know why I thought of that. Probably because you were talking about it. But yeah, so I can relate, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and it is. Well, and I wondered about that because um, I, I think you sent one, you did send a picture of your Jeep with the doors off. And then our, our, yeah, yep. our mutual friend uh, did as well, Brooke. And uh, she had just seen one in yeah. traffic that was carrying a tree. Well, I know you saw that a tree like through the roof Yep. and you couldn't really tell that the tree was there, but uh, yeah, people using it's a utile vehicle and, and very cool that people are using it for yep. that. That would be one thing too, because we drove up uh, Mount Evans in Colorado outside of Denver um, with a rental mm -hmm. vehicle, all wheel drive thing. And I'm, we've talked about this white knuckled, you know, driving and Lisa gets to view the beautiful scenery. Although as we're, you know, with a cliff on the side coming down, she, you know, she locks the door like that's going to help. Uh, and so, <laughs> yeah, honey, we're rolling down the cliff. Good thing you locked the door. Uh, but, but, you know, she's snuggling up next to me as I'm driving eyes. I've never seen the scenery because I'm focused on the road. It's a little scary and, and something like that. Again, with yeah. the ravine next to you, is uh, that's a little bit scary, especially with the doors off. I'm I'm with Jen on that. That would be quite a, a interesting uh, look. Yeah, and and maybe think of it this way: I, I, the thought of me riding a motorcycle scares me, but you're perfectly comfortable with it. Same with me in the Jeep. I'm perfectly comfortable. I've been doing it so long and so much mm -hmm. that I'm perfectly comfortable with the doors mm -hmm. off and, and riding along and, and looking at the scenery. So I really just think it's perspective and the, uh, the amount of, let's just call it practice that you have with certain things like that. Because like I said, that looking down over the cliff while I'm driving 50 miles an hour does not bother me. Wow. <laughs> and it did in the beginning. I will say it probably did in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of like the very first time I took my, my very first Jeep on the freeway going mm -hmm. 70 miles an hour without the doors that that freaked me out but wow. now i could do it without a problem that's pretty breezy too uh <laughs> 70 miles an hour it is very breezy oh my goodness so let you me know, just it's touch less on... breezy though strangely enough well it's less breezy strangely enough with the doors off oh why like i can wear so when i wear if i have the top off and i just have the doors on and the windows open i have to make sure my hat stays on i have to tighten it so it stays on my head I wore a hat. It wasn't even thinking about it. And I, was it this one? No, I think it was a, a different one. It was just regular loose hat. Didn't tighten it huh. and started going and there not enough wind to pull the hat off. So yeah, that surprises me. Obviously a designed, windy. designed airflow of some sort. Yep. Yeah. That's very cool. Well, let, let's, I just wanted to go back to Bill's uh, uh, rental car and I, I was truly giving him props because yeah. you and I have both rented cars before uh, many times. And he says, I go for the go to the rental shop and ask for the quirkiest car they had. Well, this is it, and it 
and we can post a picture up uh, on the website or wherever you want to put it, Nick. But I, I, it's this yeah, is we'll a remember tiny, to do that. I'm sure we will because we always do. And, you know, and somebody, I, I would love it if somebody said, "You guys forgot to post a picture." Well, it means at least they checked out our our uh, social page. It's good. Uh, That's sometimes true. we do that just to that see if you're paying true. attention. I never thought of it that uh, way. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but true. a three cil- yeah. three well, cylinder engine. Except when it backfires and they actually do talk to us. <laughs> That's a real problem. Yes, we don't encourage that at all. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah. uh, this car, the Mitsubishi, was a three cylinder engine with what did he say, fourteen inch wheels that were just tiny. Um, but I told him, so this is my comment to him. I tip my hat to you, Bill. I, I'm always trying to choose the best rental in the fleet. You went for the quirkiest. You know what? I'm scheduled to pick up a rental tomorrow and you've inspired me. Oh, I'm still getting the nicest one I can get, but I'll be thinking of you in the Mitsu because <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to give nice. one of those. Oh, look how quirky it is while I'm driving, you know, around the state. It's crazy. So. Uh, but good for Bill. He he didn't need that's to put awesome. on a lot of miles, I'm sure. So it's pretty funny. And certainly that's a Bill thing. I, I love that about him that it's he's, yeah. He'll do that well, just to learn, you know, and say, oh, look what I fi- found out about. Yeah. This. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? As long as it you can plug your phone in and listen to your latest Potty Mouse podcast. <laughs> I don't think it really matters what kind of car you drive around. I'm sure most people that's, measure that's the key it that right way. There. Can you listen to Potty Mouse? I'm sure they do. I, well, I honestly, it, it, to be perfectly, I'm kidding, but to be perfectly honest, that is what I look for when I pick a rental car is how easy is it to plug in my phone and does it have CarPlay so I can actually use the maps and use all of the, the stuff on it. That is extremely, now you, it's hard, it's getting harder and harder to find cars that don't have CarPlay, but in the beginning when CarPlay was a fairly new thing, it was, it was very mm-hmm. difficult and you had to be very selective about the cars you chose to drive. Uh, when when you're when you're renting, so you can have it. Yeah, we had uh, we we don't call it CarPlay. We call the the real name is uh, Android Auto, uh, and so that's what <laughs> that's what we use. And I'm so with you though. Secondhand software. <laughs> Whatever. It's the same. The cool part is though, you have an instant comfort level because every car then yeah. that has CarPlay or has has uh, uh, Android uh, Auto is it's like home because you know exactly how to maneuver following those maps and so on. Whereas it used to be when the cars, rental cars, especially would offer, you know, uh, some GPS that went with it. You spent half the time learning how to use the damn GPS, uh, you you know, without saying nothing about driving the car. Well, you know what I find really funny is whenever I'm renting a car, that's still an option. And I find that I, I understand that there are people that probably aren't comfortable using their phones. That's just a given. That said, I find it very un- awesome. What's the word I'm trying to find? Not awesome. It's very unique. It's very interesting that there are people out there that don't use their phones for navigation and actually get a navigation system. I'm actually surprised that a lot of the vehicles, the newer vehicles, still come with a navigation option in the infotainment system. Even even my car has uh, has a a map a navigation system. I'm like, why would I need that? It doesn't work as nearly as well as my phone does, um, you know. And a lot of the newer phones are coming out with G- true GPS, not just cellular mm-hmm. GPS. Mm-hmm. So why, you know? Yeah, I, it's it's interesting to me. Then yeah, I agree with again, you. Again, Ford did announce 
recently that even their electric vehicles are going to move away from CarPlay and they're going to have their own native system in their car. And I don't know what that's going to be, but that'll be interesting. If car manufacturers start to move away from, from Android Auto and from, from iOS for uh, Apple CarPlay, because I think there's a, there's a little bit of a battle. There was a battle to get these things into the cars and now the, the uh, car companies aren't making any money on it. So they're trying to figure out how can we capitalize on this? How can we make money on it? Well, so I, and I, you I don't are, know if that's going to be the next big thing, but it'll be interesting. You're right on about that, and, and that's why they're looking at doing it. Uh, it's, it's a relatively simple recipe. The first thing they have to do is make it better than Android Auto or CarPlay. Because if it's not, people yes. will avoid their vehicles altogether. Put up with it. No, they mm -hmm. aren't. They, they just won't buy yep. them. And that will, that like, uh, let's say, uh, buying a vehicle without a rear camera these days. I'd never do it. It's yeah. that's a deal breaker. Well, and well, no, it, well, it's it's, it's law now. Yes, that's true. It's law now. But but yeah. I mean, even a, no, I'm talking about a pre-owned one though that doesn't have it and is right. grandfathered okay. in. I'm not going to yeah. buy that vehicle because it doesn't have it. After you have it, uh, forget it. I'm mm -hmm. not going without it again. And the same is going to be true, I think, of the GPS systems. Historically, you know what's happened with automakers' GPS systems. They they have to be updated and because it's not a constant mm -hmm. update like it is with uh, Apple and, and uh, Android. So yeah, well, I, I, I think that's not problematic for them either. Even, even back then it wasn't their system. It was mm -hmm. Tom Tom or it was uh, Garmin or whatever. Yep. So mm -hmm. they were able going back to the money thing, they had to pay those companies, but they could also add a premium to it mm -hmm. and make some more money on top of that. Yep. Yeah, well, I do think they that's charge. an issue. I think that for them, they charge for updates too, though. And and actually, yes. so did TomTom, Tom, and so did uh, my first TomTom Tom that I had was, uh, gosh, it's been I can't even think how many years ago, twenty some years for sure. And they did not; they charged one hundred and ten bucks or something like that for an update. Was it annually? Wow. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, it, these days that could, really well that again. Is crazy. I, it was the only thing there. That's just crazy. Time. I don't that I don't understand. Uh, I mean, I do. Don't don't get me wrong. When I say I don't understand, I really do understand. It's capitalism. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting to me the just what companies will nickel and dime people for. Um, and, and, but at the same, I don't know, I go back and forth. We had a long conversation, uh, some colleagues and I about, you know, where, where do you draw the line between nickel and diming your, your customer versus, you know, losing money because you're not nickel and diming them versus what is the definition of nickel and diming? Do you want to be the lowest in, in the industry? Do you want to be the highest? You know, where's the value, the cost of value and where is that line? And it's, it's really difficult to figure that out. I don't mm -hmm. think you can do it with GPS, though. No, it's not going to be a big money maker. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I I think that uh, okay. So I, I someplace and I get Google alerts every day, and uh, one of my terms is is uh, auto automotive dealership, and I saw one where people were complaining because at the end of their leases they wanted to buy out their cars, and they would go to a particular manufacturer of their vehicle and try to turn the car in and they were charging them fees and, you know, uh, $2,500 a vehicle in order to buy their car out. And, and it's illegal. You can't do that 
uh, it's only illegal, I guess, if they catch you. Um, but right. if it's not on the lease contract, you cannot charge it at the at the termination of the lease. The difference is, though, these yeah. folks didn't lease the vehicles from those dealers. They just went into a dealer cold who happened to be that manufacturer and tried to handle the paperwork there. It doesn't I'm not saying that they still shouldn't do it, but uh, that transaction is not going to stand on its own from a profit standpoint. In fact, it's it's set up to be a loser because you're going to use your mm -hmm. people's time and you're going to, you know, go through the paperwork and all of that where you don't make a penny because it, everything right. is predetermined on the lease agreement. So you have to ask the question, what what is the upside? What's the downside? And what's the experience I want to be known for? Maybe they have two other vehicles in the family and I'll get a shot at the business for those. Or maybe I can get referrals from them if I treat That's them well. Right but, but, you know, yeah. you have to figure that stuff out before you decide this is our process rather than I'm just going to slap 2500 bucks on it and, and charge them through the nose yeah. just because I need that deal to stand on its own. And it's, I think there are, there are a few, and, and for those car dealers who are listening right now, I don't, because I know most of them, I, you're not the ones that I'm, I'm focusing on here, but I think a lot of it has to do with working smarter, not harder. Mm -hmm. I think there are some dealerships out there that make a ton of money, but they work twice as hard as they need to, to make that money. They could probably cut half of the workout, make just as much money and have happy customers. Just by changing their process and doing exactly what you what you're saying is is building the process around the customer experience mm -hmm. and making sure that you have happy customers when they leave. You'll make just as much money. Then, if you put the effort in that you're putting in to trying to to uh, you know ten pound every single customer that walks mm -hmm. in, then you could double your sales mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. keep them if you keep your customers happy. It's yeah. I, it I don't understand why it's so difficult. I really don't. I'm, I mean, obviously, when you get into the, the nitty gritty and the working parts of it, it gets to be difficult. But as a grand scheme, as a concept, it's not a difficult concept. No, but it's a it's a culture thing, though, and you know that it's it's whatever your culture is yes. is turns out to be. Um, uh, I I think about Twitter. Twitter's a good example, if you ask me. And no offense, if you're a post or a, or a pre Elon Twitter lover, but uh, he said he is working with a workforce that's about 30% of what the workforce was when he bought Twitter. So that means he's dumped 70% mm -hmm. of the employees. And for the average person going on right now, uh, do we notice a difference in the quality and the service? And the I don't No, It's pretty much, uh, it manages itself largely. And I don't mean that in a negative way, mm -hmm. but it's, it's technology that is designed to do it that way. But if you are that top heavy or bottom heavy in any case, in your employees, that's one example of maybe you need to get somebody to come in and take a different look at things because the eyes through which you're looking uh, are not fresh eyes. And uh, that to me is one of the crucial parts right. of any company getting to the next level. You can't do it by doing the same stuff over Absolutely. and over again. We've all heard that. Right. 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 I think everyone can benefit at even Jennifer mm. has benefited greatly from having a consultant come in and look at the business guy does the same thing I do, but it's a fresh set of eyes because even I go eye blind. And I, you know what I tell, I tell my clients that as well, when I'm talking to them mm -hmm. is listen, what I'm telling you is not hard, but I recognize that it's not also not easy. 
because I do it on a day-to-day basis and I still screw up. Yeah. There are things that I forget. There are things that I know I should do and I don't. It's, it's human nature. Hmm. The difference hmm. is, are you willing to try versus just ignoring it? And most, most people, once they hear that, they want, they want to try, but they had been ignoring it up until that point. Something you said just clicked I'm, with me. I know because... I'm speaking on very broad terms. Well, yep. you are, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but it clicks with me, Nick, because it's uh, this is, and here we are, we're very serious today, folks. I don't know if you've noticed that. Uh, it, it clicks with me because Boom. all of this stuff that we have prescribed over the years for our clients, uh, it's easy to do. The problem is it's also easy not to do. Mm-hmm. And that's really what separates right. the top 10% from the bottom 90. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Anybody in the bottom 90 can become top 10 if they decide to do things a little bit differently. Uh, but it's right processes, right, right. people, exactly. uh, right techniques, and so on. There's a lot that goes into it. Easy to do, but easy not to do. Yeah. And it all boils down to, which is not something that I'm, I, I'll am i be the first to admit I'm not used to, and that is uh, boiling everything down to empathy. You know, there's there's a great deal of empathy that has to go into every decision that you make and every process that you build. And, you know, one of the most empathetic people I know, and he's probably going to hate the fact that I, I'm, I'm going to say this out loud. He was our guest last week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Honestly, quite honestly, in a, in a great way, he is one of the most empathetic people I know. And, and when you talk customer service with him, I mean, he can go down rabbit holes that I, that I go down rabbit holes on, on SEO and digital marketing and all mm-hmm. that stuff. He's that, that whole customer service empathetic side of things. It just, a, a, in my mind, a genius. And I don't use that word lightly. So, no, Matt and is that, very much folks, that way. I do want to call out simply because, I'd, simply because there's a lot and there is a bigger gap between when John's talking and I'm talking. Is is there is a delay on both of our sides? I know I don't necessarily have to call that out, but I'm calling it out for the first time, listeners. You know, all <laughs> thousands of them that are listening for the first time today. There is a there is a there is a definitely a delay. So I'm sorry, John. Go ahead and say no. What the good part is, I think we're getting better at it. We try to cover it up a little bit. I try to scoot in just a little bit early and anticipate when you're about to finish, and you do the same. Uh, so yeah, it's it can be a challenge, yep. but it's okay. I, you know, you think about this. I remember when we first started doing these podcasts, we were using smoke signals. And uh, so, so it's changed a little bit since right. then. It's a lot more effective now uh, without the smoke and the house smells better too, I have to say. Well, I don't know what kind of smoke you were using. I was <laughs> definitely using some really good incense. It's right over here. Let's see. What flavor is it today? Let's see. It is cotton antique. Oh, can I just tell you, it always pisses me off when you use incense because it incenses me that sorry, it's incendiary talk. Ha, ha, (laughs) ha. Oh, that was nice. That was, uh, that was, uh, uh, ha, 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 ha. (laughs) Come on. Die hard. So. So that 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 reminds me though of the because you you haven't seen Ted Lasso right you I don't remember um, if you told me you I watched that. a little bit but I didn't I, that doesn't ring with me <clears throat> okay so are you all you're I know you're a Downton Abbey fan right well I'm getting a lot of silence after that one you still there John 
Yeah. Oh, you probably can't see me. Yes. Lo- love Down Abbey. It's been a while, uh, obviously, since they've released yeah. anything. But uh, oh, we, we, we were huge fans. Watched all of it and the movies and yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what was the Dower, the Dower Duchess's, Dow, yeah, what is it? The Dower Duchess? Dowager du- Duchess. Uh, Dowager. Her butler. Yeah. What was his name? Sprout. Sprat. Yes. Sprat. Sprat. Yeah. So Sprat is one of the characters in Ted Lasso. Oh, not the, okay. not Sprat being the character. The actor who is Sprat is in <laughs> yes, Ted Lasso. Yes, we know. And whenever <laughs> he gets nervous, yeah, whenever he gets nervous about something, he's like, <sighs> It's really, uh-huh. it's disturbing and funny all at the same time. Wow. Um, so that's what it reminded me of when I heard it. But uh, so, and, and speaking of, of Ted Lasso and, and good shows, I did start watching FUBAR uh, to your recommendation <laughs> and uh, yeah, stayed up a little bit too late last night watching it. Cause I couldn't stop. It was very, very good. <laughs> I, I did one and a half episodes last night before I fell asleep. So yeah, nice. I, I was enjoying, and I'm not, I, I, you know, Arnold, to me is one of those I'm an Arnold fan as long as I don't have to hear him talk because I do think he does <laughs> good entertaining stuff but it's so hard to listen to him it's so hard and I will it's all a Hollywood thing because I don't know if you yes. know the history but Arnold when he uh, first came to the United States he actually worked to get rid of his accent and had done a pretty good job until Conan the Barbarian and they said no 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 we want you to have your accent and ever since he's had that really thick Austrian accent, oh, which just it grates on me. It grates on me. But yeah, that that's purposeful. It's not not because he has a tough time speaking. That is literally his life character. So, yes, it, it absolutely is. And I did not recommend Fubar. Someone else must have. So I I've never seen it. I have no idea uh, what it is. But apparently Arnold oh, really? said it. Okay. I, yeah. maybe, so I will check it, was, it out. Maybe I think it might have been Matt. Yeah, yes. it's on Netflix. It's called okay. Fubar, and it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> uh, do you do? Would you like a quick synopsis, please? Yes. Okay, so Arnold was was just retiring from the CIA. Uh, he'd been in the CIA for forty years, and uh, he was at his retirement party, and uh, he was called back for one more mission to go save an operative. Um. And turns out his that operative that he was going in to save was his daughter, who has been in the CIA for ten years, and neither of neither of whom knew that they were each in the CIA. So there's a very interesting dynamic uh, yes. developing, and so that's that's as much as I want to say because I don't want to get I don't want to dive into the storyline too much. But that's kind of what it is. It's really it it is entertaining. It's really funny. They did they did a great job with it. Awesome. We have another show we've been watching mm-hmm. on Disney Plus is uh, American Born Chinese, which is interesting if you like good kung fu movies. And one of them, or TV shows rather, one of them was directed by Lucy Liu, which I, oh. I am a big fan of. But anyway, that's that's my uh, those are my recommendations. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, on that yes. note, I know you see yeah. the time. I love the on that note. Uh, yeah, I do see the time. Yeah, so on we, should that probably, note. we should probably move things along and we'll uh, uh, yeah, we most, have lots to talk about on the next probably one. probably think we're, uh, we really do. But there, there are a lot of people are like, oh, that pause, that must be the end pause. Oh, nope, they're talking again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. 
<laughs> yes. There's you know what it's causing? <laughs> with, with all of the delays, with all the delays, I'm actually reverting back to getting a lot of my so's and ums and <laughs> things that I've worked very hard to try to get out of my vocabulary and out of my speaking patterns. But I need, I feel the need to fill with a little bit of noise before you start talking. So yeah, I let's, let's hurry up and get back to regular, regular potty oh, mouse talking. Gosh. And those of you who want to see what that actually means, head up to pottymouse.com, check out any of our past episodes that are up there or head to our social media and, uh, you know, say something nice, look for pictures that might or might not be there. It's, it's a scrapshoot. They might or might not be there. And then finally, if you want to see us, you can watch us on, on Spotify, but you could also head up to YouTube and, uh, and check out potty miles up there. We're up there and we're talking, we're talking heads. Woo, woo, woo. Yep. That's it. Anything else to add, Mr. Pausey McPauser? Pause. See, I'm filling time so you can start talking as I'm in that I way. can't think there of a single thing. And the problem is that you won't stop anyway. I'll just keep on going. And it's going to sound weird because when with the download, it'll make things overlap differently. So it's even more fun. Anyway, listeners and viewers, maybe, thank you. Maybe. We love having you here. And hopefully uh, you have a couple of things to talk about. Or some crap to spout like we've been doing for the last 30 minutes. We're sure glad you're here, though. And we are very appreciative of our audience. Thanks. See ya.